exclusive presentation of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. BYU Broadcasting. BYU Broadcasting. BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Charles drives and dunks. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Log three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are at the home of the Utah Jazz Vivint Smart Home Arena to take on the Weber State Wildcats as part of the inaugural Beehive Classic. The 7-2 Cougars are coming off a very impressive 80-68 win at home Wednesday night against Illinois State. T.J. Haas found his shooting stroke, scoring 20 points in the victory for BYU. Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant each chipped in with 17. The Cougars have now won four in a row and face a Wildcat team tonight that they've had some success against recently. BYU, or excuse me, Weber State is 4-4 four and four after getting blown out at UVU on Wednesday. BYU has never lost to Weber State under head coach Dave Rose. The Cougars are a perfect 11-0. and 0. And as I mentioned, it's part of the inaugural Beehive Classic. BYU, Weber State, not the only two teams participating in this. The early game going on right now is between the University of Utah and Utah State. That game in the second half, it is 61-54 in favor of the University of Utah. Now, this Beehive Classic is going to continue on for the next couple years. Next year, these teams are going to uh, flip-flop. BYU and Utah will face each other, and then it will be Utah State and Weber State. But tonight, it is the Cougars and the Weber State Wildcats. Tonight's pregame interview is with associate head coach Heath Schroyer. His influence, without question, has been felt immensely. The players love that he is on the coaching staff. His fellow coaches are excited to have him. He's also a very good basketball mind that has really helped this team. I talked with Heath yesterday. Here's our conversation. Just your overall thoughts. It's been a really good start to the season you guys are 7-2 and two right now. How pleased are you guys as a coaching staff right now? Well, I mean, we're pretty pleased. I mean, um, you know, from, from all the travel we've had, the road games we've had, the caliber of teams we played, um, you know, going and playing two in-state, you know, rivals on the road. Um, you know, I think we played pretty good basketball, but the exciting part for us as a staff is that, you know, we see a lot of growth left in this team. And, um, you know, I think that we have a – you know, a higher ceiling than uh, than we're showing. Uh, there's some sh- some things we have to sure up and get better at. But uh, at this point right now, um, you know, we're pretty pleased. I think you hear the term battle-tested. And with all the road games that you just alluded to and some of the intense situations that you guys have been in early in the season, whether it be the UVU game or, you know, the, the game at Utah State, certainly playing, you know, Alabama, how much do you think that will help you as the season goes on to have been in those situations? Oh, I think it's going to help you a lot. Um, you know, the, all the experiences, you know, throughout the year you want to be able to draw from, uh, especially when you get into league play. And, uh, you know, we played some good teams. We played in some great hostile environments. And anytime you do that, um, it makes you better. Um, you learn a lot about your team. You know, I think that's the biggest thing we've taken from it is each game we've kind of learned a little bit more about our team. And uh, when you play the type of schedule we have, um, 
you know, you're able to do that. Any surprises that maybe you didn't anticipate in a positive way with this team at this point? You know, just being able, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with, um, with their ability to, you know, understand the system that we, that we implemented this year. Um, you know, trying to take, take care of the ball, take better shots, be, be just more efficient offensively. Um, not maybe as fast, but be more efficient. Um, play really unselfish. You know, our, our, Field goals made to uh, assist that ratio has been great. Um, so they've they've really bought into that. And then on the other side of the ball, defensively, just being able to to have a chip on our shoulder. And we have shown when we're locked in that we can be a really really good defensive team. And we've all we've also shown when we're not that uh, you know pe- people can score on us. So um, again, that's the growth that we talked about earlier. But um, you know both of those areas, um, you know, I've been pleased with. When you got here, and you mentioned this several weeks ago, you brought in the concept of the kill. And correct me if I'm wrong, that's three straight defensive stops. That's considered one kill, correct? Correct. Okay, so how are you guys, how do you feel you're doing with that so far? You know, it's been good. I mean, you, you look at the uh, the two losses we've had at Arlington and um, in Alabama, and, you know, I think we had one or, or maybe two in those games. And the, the games we win... You know, we get four, five, six, seven, you know, kills in a game. You know, if you get seven kills in a game um, and play around 70 possessions, it's almost mathematically hard to lose. Um, And our guys have really adapted to it. You know, it's three straight stops, no fouls. You know, they're hard to get. Um, but, uh, you know, when you do, you know, we really celebrate it on the bench. We chart it during the games. We let them know during timeouts how many we got. Um, but it's, it's been a huge emphasis, and, um, and our guys have bought into it. Players like Yoli and Elijah, I mean, you, you know what you're getting from these guys, but I think one of the things that stands out to me about this team is that regardless of – of who's scoring, it can come from so many different places. The other night, TJ got on a roll and was fantastic with 20 points. Another night, it could be McKay Cannon. As a coach, that has to be such a luxury to know that if somebody else is maybe having an off night, you've got somebody else who can step right in. Well, that's the beauty of how we're, how we're trying to play. And, and, you know, we've talked to our guys all year about, you know, it, it 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 might be your night tonight. It might not be your night. Just make the right play. Take what the defense gives you. And um, you know every you know every team has another coach and another staff, and they have a game plan too. And whatever their game plan is, you know they're going to try to take something away and and have to give something up. And you know I think with the pieces we have, if we continue to play the right way, um, you know it could be a lot of different guys' nights. I know there are a lot of fans are pretty excited about this Beehive Classic and the way over the next couple of years, you know, kind of every team will rotate and play everybody else. Just your overall thoughts on on the idea of this Beehive Classic? I think it's great. You know, um, you know, just being back here again, you know, you really realize one how good the state of Utah basketball is, the, the deep-rooted rivalries that, uh, that are here. And, uh, and I just think it's a great way to, to bring those rivalries every year, um, you know, from the fans at the four different institutions. And whoever put it together, you know, I don't know, but uh, I think it's a great idea. And, uh, you know, we're, we're obviously excited to be a part of it. All right, last thing before I let you go, and I appreciate your time. As you guys head into this game against Weber State, where do you still – what are you emphasizing heading into this game against the Wildcats? Well, you know, we have a lot of respect for them. Um, you know, Coach Ray has been there for, you know, quite a while and went to the NCAA tournament. I think he's won the league five or six times. And um, he's as good of a coach as there is. Um, they have good players. 
and uh, they play the right way. You know, they're very efficient offensively. Uh, they're sound defensively, and uh, you know, it's an in-state game. So obviously, you know, we have to be ready to play, and uh, we have to kind of do what we do and do it really well. Um, you know, we're going to have to try to take away the three. We're going to have to to defend at a at a really good rate, rebound at a high rate, and uh, be efficient and take high-quality shots. And if we don't, then um, you know, we're going to have a hard time. If we do, then uh, we're, we're still going to be tough. But uh, you like your chances more. Heath, appreciate the time. Thanks. Thank you. That was BYU associate head coach Heath Schroer. Always love talking with Heath. He's a really great basketball mind. He's a fun guy to talk to. I uh, do want to pass this along in terms of the game tonight. Now, it's injury news, not related to BYU, but related to Weber State. Uh, according to uh, the Wildcats, it looks like Zach Braxton with an Achilles strain and Bracott Chapman with a foot strain, excuse me, foot sprain, will not play tonight against BYU. That's certainly going to hurt Weber State in this game uh, against BYU, who's coming in uh, feeling pretty good about themselves and playing really good basketball. All right, when we come back, Mark Durant will join me from Vivint Smart Home Arena. We'll have our courtside conversation coming up next on Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We're counting you down to tip off with Cougar Pregame Live. 66, a and Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are taking on the Weber State Wildcats in Salt Lake City. It's the Beehive Classic at Vivint Smart Home Arena. The Utah Jazz out on the road, so college basketball making its way into the NBA arena. It's time for our courtside conversation with the one and only Mark Durant. Good evening, Mark. How's your Saturday treating you so far? Great Saturday, Jason. I spent the day on the links down at Thanksgiving Point, so it was a nice day, and that, that's about the best way to spend a day, playing golf and then watching the Cougars play. That's right. You can start out with a good round of golf, and then you can end it with a, with a nice BYU victory, which we'll get to. I wanted to take you back a couple of days, though, to the Illinois State game. Ultimately, the Redbirds made the final score look respectable, but BYU really dominated that game on Wednesday. The now 7-2 and two Cougars really played well, and, and they just keep plugging along, Mark. Yeah, I like I like this team right now. I, I like uh, the attitude they're playing with and the confidence, a little, little bit of swagger. and uh, Yeah, they came out in that first half against uh, the Redbirds. Laid it down, played some great defense, uh, contested the three very well, and uh, jumped out to a, a huge lead. And, you know, that, that happens in those games. You get a big lead, you lose some of that defensive focus, and the Redbirds are a good team, and, they, and they're good shooters. So uh, BYU let them get hot a little bit, made it, uh, I guess, a little bit interesting. But really, uh, BYU was in control of that game. and uh, So I'm a little frustrated they didn't finish it off strongly, but uh, the way they started more than made up for that. That was an impressive first half. T.J. Hawes had a nice game, 20 points. How nice was it to see T.J. play as well as he did the other night? It was really, really great. I mean, that was that's the most important thing that came from that game other than the W. And when you check the W off, and then it's about just T.J. trying to get right because he's such an important part of this team and really has not been playing well. And it's been really strange to watch 
But he needs to get out of that funk for BYU to be successful, and uh, hopefully that was what's going to do it for, for TJ. He's just too good a player, and it's not like the way he was playing is who he is because we saw him his whole freshman year. We know who he is, and so it's just a matter of getting back for whatever reason to where he was. And uh, we saw more of the, the TJ that we all know and love in that uh, in that game against uh, the Redbirds. So hopefully, you know, for a shooter like that, a player like that, a lot of times, Jason, all it takes is that that kind of game. Really, just maybe even one shot to see one shot go in, and he's. And we could even go back to the game before at Utah State in the second half. He hit a three, and has been very good since then. And those kind of shooters, those kind of players, just need maybe need to see one go in, and then the light bulb goes on. Oh, oh yeah, I remember how to play the game, and and I think we saw a little bit of that uh, with TJ. And I hope he continues to get better. They're going to need him tonight. Obviously, uh, midweek next week against the Utes, uh, they will they'll really need him. So hopefully he's uh, he's on the rise. I brought this up in my pregame interview with Coach Schroyer, but I think one characteristic of a good team is that while there's certainly certain players who you know you can count on to produce game in and game out, BYU has a roster that on any given night, multiple guys can go off as somebody else. I don't even want to say struggling, but may just you know it just may not be their night. This roster seems to have that. Is it, would you agree with that? That it doesn't. It can rotate between multiple guys on who can be that impact player. I think that's true to an extent. It's even more true now that you have McKay Canning, another weapon out on the perimeter. So if Jasheer or TJ is not playing well, you can plug in McKay and not lose a, a whole lot. I, I guess the one guy that I wouldn't want to lose at all is uh, Yoli and. Uh, oddly enough, he got in foul trouble against uh, against the Redbirds, and uh, BYU still had a really nice first half. Uh, so maybe I'm up in the night there. But I think if you're playing against a good team with some good inside guys, you, you just have don't have a lot of wiggle room with Yoli. He needs to be. He's been very good with the fouls and very smart at not getting into foul trouble. But he got in a little little bit the other night, and BYU didn't suffer for it. But against the uh, teams like a Utah or St. Mary's or Gonzaga, you need Yoli on the floor. There's just not a lot of depth at that particular position, but yeah, with McKay and with the emergence of Jasheer, uh, you know, it was, it was really questionable when Nick wasn't going to play this year. All of a sudden, you're, you're not very deep and uh, with the, with Jasheer, Jasheer playing as well as he has and McKay coming in, you, feel, you can feel pretty confident that you've got enough weapons on the floor even if one or two guys aren't playing well. Well, we one guy that has been playing well, and he, really there's there's not much he can't do is Dalton Nixon. Uh, but uh, but Greg tweeted out a few minutes ago that he's not going to play tonight uh, with a, a foot issue, status likely week to week. What does that mean for BYU uh, in terms of uh, of depth, not just tonight but moving forward, depending on how long he's he's out. Dalton brings is uh, a tenacity, ferocity on the boards, especially offensive boards. Great rebounder, but more than that, he's a guy that, as a coach, you can put him in and not have to worry about him. Uh, he's, he's just a solid, consistent guy, not flashy, good passer, good defender, good rebounder, like I said. And, and coaches like to be able to put guys like that on the floor. They don't have to worry, oh, how's he going to play tonight? And, uh, it, you know, Luke's been very good at times. Peyton Dastrup has been very good at times. But the problem with those guys is I don't know how they're going to play tonight. 
And uh, Dalton was a guy that I, I could count on to play a certain way and not make a lot of mistakes. And so even though you've got some depth at that position with uh, some other guys, uh, you know, it still makes me very nervous. And also Dalton's a guy that is a little bit smaller and quicker, so he can you can kind of go with a Yoli in, four-guard line out, be able to switch everything, so it gives you some flexibility. So uh, that, that makes me sad because Dalton was really starting to emerge as a, as a really key part of this offense and, and this team. And now he's going to have a setback for a week or two or however long. And uh, that's always frustrating. Weber State also dealing with some injury issues. They're going to be down two starters tonight. Bracott Chapman, uh, the former University of Utah player, he's not going to play. Uh, apparently he's dealing with a foot injury. Also, Zach Braxton will not play tonight with an injured Achilles. What do you what what do you make of this Weber State team? They're four and four coming in. Uh, this is, this is a team that that's struggled at times. Your, what are your overall thoughts on Weber State, especially in this matchup tonight with BYU? Well, number one with Weber State is they're well coached. Coach Ray is a terrific coach and been around and knows the local teams and will be ready to go. But that certainly is is tough for them to lose Chapman he's a terrific player and then and to lose uh, the big fella as well I mean, they don't have a lot of size so uh, Braxton uh, it, it, that, you know they, they're not a good rebounding team and you take another guy out of the mix so that's those are devastating blows for them uh, and you know they started out the season with a nice win against this Utah State team I'm watching and uh, but they've, they've been up and down and struggle but you know they're going to be well coached and ready to go but it may be too big of a loss if BYU continues to play like, play like they have to, to expect Weber State to win this game with losing those those kind of guys. They still got uh, Jarek Harding as their leading scorer. He's a good player, but you got to wonder about their depth and size with the, without those two. It's always fun to play in the NBA arenas, especially one that a lot of the local players grew up going to and rooting for the Utah Jazz. These opportunities are pretty cool, aren't they? It's really fun. It really is. Uh, I got to play in a few of my time, and it's just a great environment. This is a great setting with Utah State and Utah playing before. Got a five-point game with two minutes to go. Utah with the ball. They're up five. But uh, getting all four schools here. I mean, it's about freaking time, Jason, that we had an event like this. And it's in a great uh, arena and fun for the guys to play and, you know, pretend like they're pros and Always shoot from behind the pro three-point line, even though they don't have to. It's just the line is there, so they they get behind it. (laughs) Uh, But it's, I mean, it's a fun night. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a a great finish here with Utah and Utah State, and we'll see what happens with the Cougars and the Wildcats. Mark, thanks for your time as always. We'll uh, let you get ready to uh, have Greg hop on the headset. We'll hear from both of you guys coming up in just a few minutes. We're ready to go, man. Let's do it. All right, there we go. The one and only Mark Duran, our courtside conversation here on Cougar Pregame Live. When we come back, we'll look at some other scores in college hoops. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. 
Welcome back in, getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the Weber State Wildcats. It is the Beehive Classic in Salt Lake City at Vivint Smart Home Arena. The Utah Jazz on the road tonight, taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. So the college kids taking over the NBA arena tonight. Uh, We'll get you an updated score on the Jazz game coming up in a little bit later. But uh, we do want to start things off by giving some big-time props to the BYU women's basketball team. Wednesday, BYU lost to Utah State. That was their fourth loss in a row. And they knew they had the University of Utah coming in to the Marriott Center today. The Utes were 7-1, and one, had won six in a row, really playing well. And BYU defeated the University of Utah this afternoon, 77-68. to 68. It was a fantastic performance by the Cougars. Cassie DeVagere with a career-high 36 points. And normally that would be the big story, and it certainly was. But Sarah Hampson, the freshman who just yesterday was on the uh, – the court for the women's volleyball team in the Sweet 16 against Kentucky. She got in last night at midnight, back in this morning, looking over film in the game today. All she did was grab nine rebounds and block nine shots. She was huge, really nice win for BYU over the University of Utah. As I mentioned, that snaps a four-game losing streak with it being finals this week. They will not play again until a week from tonight on the road at Cal. But congratulations to BYU women's basketball on a really nice win today. Top 25 action. One game currently going on, 16 minutes to go in the second half. Number 18, West Virginia leading at Pitt, 51 to 37. Some finals for you. The ups, it's that time of year. It's the upset of Duke time. The Number one rated Duke Blue Devils fall at Boston College, 89-84. to Former Cougar Jordan Chapman with 22 points in the victory for the Eagles over the number one team in college basketball. Also final, Southern Utah loses at number three Michigan State. Spartans with an 88-63 to win. It was Florida. Winning at home over Cincinnati, 66-60. Number 6, Wichita State gets the win at Oklahoma State, 78-66. Texas A&M, 20 better than Prairie View A&M at 73-53. Kentucky defeats Monmouth, 93-76. Notre Dame wins at Delaware, 92-68. Number 13, Xavier. Wins at home over Colorado, 96-69. to Number 14, Minnesota. Losing at Arkansas. Razorbacks upset the Golden Gophers, 95-79. to And as I promised, uh, the an update on the Jazz game. The Jazz at the Bucks, Milwaukee with a 42-33 lead in the second quarter, about five minutes to go. That's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU. Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside Vivint Smart Home Arena in downtown Salt Lake City, the home of the Utah Jazz. Tonight, hosting the first ever Zions Bank Beehive Classic, the four biggest college basketball teams in the state of Utah congregating for a Saturday doubleheader with BYU, Utah, Utah State, and Weber State facing off in an annual rotation. It's a three-year deal, so... Each team will play the other three teams once the deal is done. We'll see what happens beyond the three-year period. This evening, it's the Cougars and Wildcats in the nightcap following Utah and Utah State meeting in the opener, and they are still playing. 48.7 seconds to go. It's a game Utah is led by as many as 21 and leads by 8, 74 to 66. In the final 50 seconds, make it 9, 75, 66. Utah State uh, playing valiantly after going down 19 to 2 early. Have made a couple of nice runs, gotten it inside 10, but uh, really haven't pressed the Utes to really worry about the outcome tonight. It is a 9-point game with 35 seconds to go. Once that game is done, we'll get the uh, Cougars and Wildcats on the floor for warm-ups and get this thing underway around or shortly after 8 o'clock this evening. My name is Greg Grubel with me at our concourse-level broadcast position. Former Cougar Hoopster Mark Durant and uh, Mark, BYU back in a building that is truly a home away from home for BYU. The Cougs have won 11 straight games in this venue. Dave Rose is 12-1 in games played here in downtown Salt Lake City. Great to be back here. I like being here. Maybe it's because when we come here, BYU seems to win, and that, that always makes a place fun to come to. And they've even changed all the seats to blue seats in honor of BYU, I think. And so uh, I think they feel comfortable here. This is not the first time. I don't think that anybody on this team has played here. And, uh, and, and I love this uh, tournament. I mean, it's fun to have Utah and Utah State playing the game before. And uh, I love that the, that all the in-state teams, uh, all due respect to UBU and SUU, are here and, and can have a fun night. I mean, this is a fun arena and a fun night of college basketball. So I'm looking forward to it. After you had a fun day of golf today. It's always a fun day when you're playing golf. Thanksgiving point, beautiful weather. December, what is it, 8th? And I'm playing golf. Ninth, Ninth of December. That's fantastic. Hopefully I'm out next week. <laughs> Coming up next, my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues from the Zions Bank Beehive Classic, live in Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Flip score again. Just here, Harvick. That was pretty. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside Vivint Smart Home Arena in downtown Salt Lake City for the second game of the first ever Beehive Classic. First game has gone final, Utah 77 and Utah State 67. The Utes improved to 7-2. and two. The Aggies fall to 5-6. and six. It was one week ago tonight that the BYU was defeating Utah State up in Logan. This game was won for Utah in the first five minutes of this game, a 19-2 start from which Utah State could never fully recover. That's first game. Second game is BYU and Weber State. The Cougars have won 14 in a row against the Wildcats. BYU head coach Dave Rose is 12-0 himself versus Weber. We talked about the BYU's remarkable run of success against Weber State when we chatted after the Cougars shoot around at Vivint Smart Home Arena earlier today. Yeah, we, we've we've had unbelievable individual performances along with, you know, great team um, you know, team chemistry and execution when we played them, and that's a real credit to our players, and uh, we're going to have to have it again tonight. I mean, this is a, a team that, uh, you know, is is full of uh, really good shooters, talented players. I, I 
know, they weren't actually picked to win the first sky. I mean, the big sky this year, but I think they're picked to finish second. And, I, and before it's all said and done, I bet they're a big player in the championship of, of, of that league. The team that was picked to win at Idaho, I think, just uh, beat Washington State pretty good the other night. Yeah, yeah, and so, so you know, I. I've always, you know, been kind of a fan of Randy's. Randy's teams are really tough. They execute really well. They take good shots. I mean, they one of the top uh, field goal percentage teams in, in the country every year. Uh, and then they're really good at guarding the three-point line. I mean, it's a team that makes 10 on a game on a, uh, a game on average and only gives up five on average. So that that's a, uh, a part of this game that is really important to them and something that we're going to have to really deal with here tonight. They went to UVU and shot an unnaturally low number for them. Uh, UVU got after them pretty good the other night. Yeah, you know, the, the big kid from uh, Utah Valley had a, a almost a perfect game. I think he was 12 for 13 or 13 for 14 from the field. And and then if he's, if he's playing like that and they're, you know, that's because they're out trying to guard that three-point line. And I think that, you know, if that's what how they're going to play tonight, then our big guys have really got to be uh, on point. We've got to be really, you know, uh, willing to – take what they give us and be able to execute uh, around the basket through our post, and hopefully we can play that way. Speaking of your bigs, you're down in numbers a little bit there right now. Uh, what's up with uh, Dalton Nixon? Yeah, I, I, I feel bad for Dalton. I feel bad for us because Dalton was really playing well for us. And, um, you know, we had a, a guy come down on his foot in the game the other night, and it was kind of bothering him, but uh, he went through practice a little bit, and then after practice it just got – really hot just really painful and so uh, looks like he's got some kind of stress reaction on the, the top of you know that middle toe and so right now we don't know how long it's got to settle down a little bit till the doctors can actually get a read on what exactly it is but uh, he won't play tonight that's for sure so I guess his status would be kind of uh, indefinite in terms of an absence. You really can't put a time, tra- yeah, time frame on it. You know, nowadays we we all talk about stress fractures or stress reactions, and and how those heal basically are you know uh, independent to each injury. So um, you know we got to be smart with it. But I know Dalt really wants to play and get back out here, and and uh, but you know we'll have to manage that over the next couple of weeks. Okay. How do you plan to manage it personnel-wise without him uh, in your rotation? Well, you know I think that. Uh, you know, Zach, Zach and Dalt have kind of been the one and two, one A, you know, one one A off the bench, and I think that, uh, you know, so Zach's gonna have to play a little bit more. I think Luke will get a lot more time. Dalt's really been a, a huge, uh, versatile defender for us. You know, be able to play the four or the five defensively, um, and that's where we'll miss him. So hopefully our guys will be able to really step up. And and then he's another one of the guys who is just, he's a total team guy, plays with no agenda and can execute anything that we do on the offensive end uh, and, and, and attack where it's open for us, and hopefully we can find a guy to do that. It's five fewer fouls you have to defend now in the post as well. Yeah, uh, and, and you know hopefully we can bring another guy up too. You know, I hope, you know, Pate might be able to get some more time in this game, and we'll just see how the, how the matchups are with their bigs against our bigs. I, what I do know is their guards are really good. Their point guard is a really good three-point shooter, and he can drive. He's a, kind of like a one-man fast break. Number ten, and then uh, Richardson is elite three-point shooter. Uh, Baker kid off the bench can really shoot it, and so you know, and Burkhart Chapman is probably you know as good as players come out of the state for a long time. So we'll see how it all plays out, and hopefully we match up and we can get a 40-minute effort from our guys. Yeah, Randy's got some front court injury issues to watch, and so we'll see how that uh, turns out tonight too. First time since you've been in the building since the renovation, I guess. Uh, they've done a pretty nice job in here. Yeah, it was great. I came up and watched a jazz game a few weeks ago, so I, I've been in here. But they, 
it's amazing what they can do in a short period of time when you don't show up here every day. You know, you just show up once a year. But it's always been a great venue, and uh, I think it's so much more fan-friendly now, which, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get a, a good group of, of fans in here today, and this inaugural Beehive Classic will prove to be what we maybe have thought it could be for years and years. And as importantly as anything, your team plays well in this building. I hope so. I hope we play tonight. That's all I care about. Good, good luck, Dave. We'll talk to you. After. All right. Thanks a lot, Greg. All right. That's Dave Rose. And tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show, the Cougar tip-off show, coming up next as part of our Zions Bank Beehive Classic live from Vivint Smart Home Arena in downtown Salt Lake City, Utah, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Shot score! Dalton Nixon! Fly right to the rim, up and in! This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from Vivint Smart Home Arena in downtown Salt Lake City as tonight BYU plays its 21st game in this venue. Of the previous 20, BYU's won all but four. This evening, it's BYU and Weber State in the 43rd meeting between these in-state rivals. Uh, BYU's all-time record against the Wildcats is a sparkling 32-10 and 10, with the Cougars on a run of 14 consecutive victories currently. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you courtside. Our statistician, BYU's sixth all-time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Jason Shepard is our studio host, and our control board operator is Carter Malloy. We are live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Our terrestrial flagship is KSL News Radio. We are also on network affiliates in Utah and Idaho and globally online via BYUradio.org, BYUcougars.com slash live radio, KSL.com and the BYU Radio app, BYU Cougars app, as well as the KSL app and the TuneIn radio apps. However, you are tuning us in Glad you're with us. Hope to put on a good broadcast for you all this evening. BYU comes into tonight's game 7-2 and two on the year. The best nine-game start in three years. The last time BYU opened up 7-2, and two, they played in the NCAA tournament. The last time they were in the dance. Well, lots of work to do between today and Selection Sunday, of course. And uh, BYU's not getting a ton of help with the teams it's already beaten. Although UMass came up and beat Providence today. That's a nice win for BYU. But so far, no bad losses on the resume and, and no real slip-ups. And games like tonight, Mark, are the ones you simply have to have in building a postseason resume. Weber State is a sub-200 team in Pomeroy. Tough to survive those sub-200 losses. And and uh, non-conference or league, no matter what, uh, in the last couple of seasons, it has been the slip-ups, if you will, those those sub-200, sub-250, 300 games that have really dinged BYU recently. Yeah, and, you know, the West Coast Conference is a, a weird conference in that you have the top teams are very, very good, but the bottom teams are, are bad. And, so, uh, you know, you've got Gonzaga out there in St. Mary's. And you know, back in the Mountain West Conference, you know, UTEP might lose at San Diego State or uh, New Mexico might lose at Air Force or Colorado State might lose. At, you, I mean, there, there were a lot of good teams, and you could lose anywhere. But uh, you, you can kind of almost – it's almost a sure thing that Gonzaga's not going to lose anywhere and St. Mary's not going to lose anywhere. Uh, so – you can't afford to have any of those kind of slip-ups, and BYU's had a ton of them, whether it's Pepperdine or LMU or, uh, you know, go down to San Diego, San Francisco at the Barrett Center, and, and then, and then you know, you have teams like UVU at home last year. I mean, those things, 
you're just killing yourself. If you're talking NCAA, you, I mean, it's just like we don't want it. Here, take it. You've got to win those games. And what I like about this team so far is they seem to have a certain mental toughness going on the road and getting things done. So we'll see how it goes for this team. But this is obviously a big, big win tonight. In, in that you can't lose it. I mean, you yeah. got to win, especially without Chapman. Yeah, BYU's down Dalton Nixon, but uh, Weber State's down Bracott Chapman and Zach Braxton. Uh, that's 6-9, six, 6-9. Nine, six, nine. Two bigs that are out now for Randy Ray's team, so his team is really facing an uphill battle this evening. We come back to the Marriott Center. We'll get the pregame thoughts of Weber State head coach Randy Ray and those injury updates on his side of the floor as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues from Vivint Smart Home Arena in Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Face it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Let's head back live to courtside. BYU and Weber State coming up. BYU looking for its 12th straight win in this building and its 15th consecutive win over Weber State. The Wildcats 4-4 four and four on the year, but just 2-4 and four versus Division I opponents. The Wildcats coming off a loss at UVU on Wednesday. Costly setback for Coach Randy Ray and the Wildcats. Two starters were lost in that game for tonight's game. I spoke with Coach Ray about that when we talked here at Vivint Smart Home Arena a short time ago. Yeah, yeah, we got banged up a little bit, uh, but- Bracott Chapman and Zach Braxton got hurt in the first half and uh, they ended up playing the game. But, uh, you know, after we got home uh, and seeing the doctors, uh, Bracott's going to be out for about three weeks with a foot problem. And then uh, Zach's going to be out for, you know, a week or so with Achilles problems. So, yeah, it was a little bit costly for us. So, uh, you know, we're a little bit shorthanded tonight. BYU played the same night, lost to Big and Dalton Nixon, so BYU's down a, a guy as well. And uh, nobody likes to lose anybody at any time of the year, but it is, I guess, part of the game. Yeah, it is. You just got to deal with it, you know. And uh, it's always an opportunity for somebody else in the preseason, uh, especially you get some guys that haven't been playing as much to get to play more, and maybe they develop progressive players so they can help you on down the road in league so that's where we're at we're going to be playing a whole bunch of guys or a lot of guys that haven't played much and they're going to get a whole bunch of minutes tonight who do you think you might start uh, down Burkott and down zach tonight uh we'll start uh, harding uh richardson um dusty baker michael kozak and uh jordan dallas jordan dallas gives you some size at 610 yeah he does he's been you know he's been out for four months he just got back two weeks ago so we've been dealing with a lot of stuff but uh he he's not in condition yet and his, his limits can't are a little bit limited, but uh, it's going to be a good opportunity for him to get out there and, and play against some really high-quality players. UVU game, unusual in terms of how you shot the ball. You've been shooting it so well. A uh, rough night Wednesday, Norm. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was a combination of a couple things. Number one, I thought they played terrific, as well as maybe they can play, and the big kid just dominated inside. We couldn't score at the rim. Uh, that kid was active and all over the place, and then uh, they, were, they were able to stay attached to our shooters. When you can't score inside, you can stay attached to our shooters, and they, they made it tough for us. So, uh, so that was a tough night, but one that uh, we can definitely learn from. Has Jared Harding been as good as you'd hoped uh, coming into his sophomore year? Yeah, he's doing great. He's a good little player, very slippery, uh, can score the basketball, tough, tough-minded kid. Uh, he's not very big, but uh, but he knows how to score. And, and like I said, he's got a lot of confidence and a lot of toughness. And, uh, you know, he's, he's doing uh, really well for our team right now. Losing Bracott's a blow, obviously. He had a great game, I thought. Even playing hurt as he, as he did, I guess, at UVU really filled the stat sheet. Yeah, he's been, you know what, he's been playing great. He's starting to play a lot better the last three games. You know, he sat out all of last year, and it takes a while to get your game rhythm back. And he was just really starting to get it. And you could see it. He was shooting the ball really well. And, 
uh, rebounding, affecting the game in a lot of ways. And so he was really starting to come. So it's kind of disappointing that now he's got to sit for three weeks. But, that, you know, that's part of it. And he's a hard worker. We love having him. He's embraced our culture. And uh, uh, our team, his teammates love him, too. Your impressions of this uh, BYU team that comes in having won uh, four straight? You know, what I see is they, they really play with a purpose. Uh, it seems like everybody's embraced their roles. Uh, they're playing inside-out basketball. They're playing very smart basketball, you know, using the – obviously Yoli's going to be one of the better big guys around. And they're kind of playing off him. And then defensively, I think this is the best defensive team I've seen for a while from BYU. And so they're, they're not maybe running quite as hard but they're playing uh, very efficient basketball on both sides and very, very impressive team with a lot of talent. You've had, you've had so many good teams over the years. How do you account for the fact that uh, it just hasn't happened against BYU for you yet? I don't know. I really don't. You know, we talked about it a little bit today. We've been a little bit snake-bitten. You know, we've had injuries this year. A couple years ago, we went down there and played. Uh, we had Almost our whole team was sick. Uh, I remember Lillard's year. He was hurt. You know, we've done a little snake bitten when we played these guys for some reason. But the main reason is, is BYU's really good. They're really good. And they're well coached. They do a great job. You know, we've come close a few times. But we haven't gotten over the hump. And, you know, we'd sure like to get there sometime. We're going to keep trying hard. You're facing a former Wildcat in McKay Cannon. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm really happy for McKay. He's a wonderful kid. I love him to death. And, you know, he had a tough year for us last year. And, uh, you know, when he came in at the end of the year and we talked about it, uh, you know, what, it was a mutual decision. And I just told him, hey, if you want to get back to work and come stay and let's go, I'll support you. If you want to change the scenery, I'll support whatever you want because I absolutely love the kid. And, and he kind of decided, hey, maybe a change of scenery. And, and you can just see he went back to work. You know, he got in the gym. He got hungry. He's playing with a chip on his shoulder. When he does that, he's a really good basketball player, and he's doing terrific. And uh, I couldn't be happy for him. I wish him a lot of success. Not too much tonight, but, but, a, but a lot of success. We're just a great kid. Randy, I always appreciate your time. Thanks again. Uh, good luck. Uh, safe travels the rest of the season, and uh, best of luck to you and your squad. Thank you. All right, that's Weber State head coach Randy Ray. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. We have some more BYU Hoops trivia for you tonight. Here's this evening's question. Elijah Bryant was one rebound and one assist away from his first career triple-double the other evening in that home win over Illinois State. Of course, we know that uh, Kyle Collinsworth is the BYU and NCAA career triple-double record holder. How many triple-doubles did Kyle Collinsworth collect as a Cougar? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues from Salt Lake City on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Oz will drive it, give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. KBYU FM, HD2, Provo. You're listening to Cougar Sports on BYU Radio. All right, so getting you set for BYU and Weber State here in Salt Lake City. Time now for the answer of this evening's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. Elijah Bryant was one rebound and one assist away from his first career triple-double versus Illinois State on Wednesday night. Of course, we all know that uh, Kyle Collinsworth is the BYU and the NCAA career triple-double record holder. How many triple-doubles did Kyle Collinsworth collect as a Cougar? Mark Durant, question to you. 
Oh, how quickly uh, I forget. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to go high because uh, out of respect for Kyle, it seems like this is way high, though. I'm going to say 11. Six as a junior, six as a senior. Wow. And even dozen for Kyle Collins with 12 triple doubles. Amazing. Our closing segment of the Cougar Tip-Off Show is straight ahead on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar tip-off show rolls on. Touch pass, Celia's three. Got it! Zach Celia's makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside. All right, time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23,000 for current ER wait times and three names now on the injury report. Braden Shaw remains out with a high ankle sprain. Brian Andrus remains out with the issues in both knees. And now Dalton Nixon is out. A new injury for BYU. Uh, important contributor on the current roster, Dalton Nixon, with uh, a sore foot. And uh, really one of the toes in his feet got stepped on in the Illinois State game. Uh, it wasn't well the next day. MRI shows uh, a stress reaction there, and he'll be out indefinitely. So Dalton Nixon is out probably week to week is the best way to describe his status. So that is our Timpanogos Regional Hospital injury report for tonight. Tip-off is coming up next after our starting lineups, and they'll all follow this break. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.